It's either at Pullman or the mall, but it's not the other one. I think it's I think it's at the mall. Okay, good, because I like the mall better. Yeah. Guys, welcome to episode 91. Whoa! Uh, yeah, we're, we're fucking diving right into this shit. And this is our Twilight Zone at part two, where we pick two episodes and we talk about it, which is my episodes. And hi, I'm Joe Dubs. Hey, I'm Andy. This is Big Trouble and Little Podcast. We're not saying the name of the show. People are gonna get really confused. Yeah, whatever. We we just did our top ten of the decade for Big Trouble and Podcast Plus, so we're both games and movies, so keep an eye on that. And uh but before we do that, what the what the hell have you guys been playing or watching? Uh, I played a little bit more Death Stranding, no real progress to report. Um, I watched the end of Awesome Games Done Quick 2020. I watched most of the uh, Wind Waker playthrough, and man, it was really interesting. There's something about watching speedrunners who really know what they're doing that is interesting beyond how I'm able to describe it. Just watching them like break games and listening to them explain, okay, what I'm doing is I'm like filling the RAM buffer with all these this bad data so that the seventh, whatever, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, I'm still trying to watch every single 70s sci-fi movie that Criterion put on there. I watched ZPG, which is short for Zero Population Growth. Uh, it was dull and boring, and it's been the only one I haven't liked so far. I watched A Boy and His Dog, which is a movie I watched before. It is a cult classic. It is a post-apocalyptic movie about a boy and his dog, and they can communicate telepathically, and the dog's hilarious. Um I watched a bunch more Star Wars The Clone Wars. I'm actually really that show grew the beard. You know that that term people say jump the shark is when a show gets bad or a show grows the beard it gets good. The show grew the beard. It's like episode like 17, 18, 19 of season 1 if you watch them in order, but I've been watching them in in the actual like if you go to starwars.com there's a list and it's like you got to watch 30 317 216 the movie it's it's ridiculous but I'm technically about two seasons in. Agree with the beard. Show's really good. I didn't watch much else though. I was I was laid up for a little bit in bed, and uh, usually that's a good time to watch stuff. But I just wasn't in the mood, so I watched a bunch of YouTube. Watched a bunch of old, uh, how to drink, uh, a bunch of old, best of the worst, and a bunch of old John Tron. Hmm. Zach, what is the stuff that you watch? You said stuff. Oh, uh, well, I also played. Uh, which I've been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses exclusively, and mm. I have beaten it oh. um, once. Yeah, uh, which which house did you favor? Uh, the Black Eagle House. Okay. Um, but uh, this game is kind of unique. Uh, uh, aside from what I already said from before, from like other Fire Emblem games, in that there's quite a bit of replay value to this game. There's like multiple endings. And it's kind of broken up into two parts when you play the game. The first part's when you're doing all the, oh, you pick your house. Who do you go with? Well, later that culminates into something really different, a big decision that changes the story. And that causes the second half of the game to be totally different in like four different ways. So you'll want to kind of revisit it and go back and play it some more. I didn't realize there were four different ways. There's a hit. There's a hidden path. Oh. There's a certain way you have to do it. I almost did that by default, but I I kind of agonized over that decision for a little while, and I, I did the other thing. Ah. Hmm. Um, great game. Uh, I'm not like a, a really long term Fire Emblem fan. I, I played like 
the G, one of the GBA games and played a couple of DS ones. But so far, I think it might be my favorite. I jumped on board at Awakening. It's still my favorite, but I only barely, 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 barely scratched the itty bitty surface on three three houses. So I got to get back to it. Did, what what house did you pick? Uh, I I did so little of the game. I don't even remember. I'm gonna restart. Okay, Adam. Um, Adam, uh, he, he wants to know what system is it on. It's on Switch, by the way. Nintendo yeah, Switch, bro. Fire Emblem, bitch. Three houses. Uh, three houses. Uh. And then, as for watching, uh, I've caught up on NWA Power, mm-hmm. uh, so wrestling. And then I watched uh, more wrestling, which we're going to talk about tomorrow. Royal um, Rumble. Royal Rumble. Uh, I watched Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much been it. Okay, I've seen 1917. I've seen The Lighthouse. Spider-Man. Uh, and then I watched Whiplash, which probably which made actually you know what go see uh, the top ten uh, of the decade, and then you'll find out where it landed. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> but uh, I really like that movie. I I dig J.K. Simmons in that movie. I think if J.K. Simmons was not in that movie, I probably wouldn't like it. I, I, huh. He makes it, I think. The kid playing the drums is like anybody could have been there, in my opinion. Should have been Ryan Gosling, though. Then it would have been the perfect movie. Then he throws that chair at him, and then they start making out. <laughs> oh, slow down. <laughs> Not on my tempo. Mm. Anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play any video games. Uh,. Actually, I lied. I played a little bit of Luigi, Luigi's Mansion. I, I really fun. Hell yeah, I, I like it. We're ge- we're gearing up to start play start restart the Nemesis project soon, though, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. I mean, Luigi's Mansion is basically a Resident Evil spinoff about ghosts instead of zombies. So you guys can probably talk about it. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna make our list. That it's one least- scene where Luigi and Claire team up—that uh, was my favorite part. Uh, it's at least better than Resident Evil uh, Six, I think. Oh, uh, Adam! Adam says everyone needs to watch the show You on Netflix, which I did bring up last episode. We talked about it last week, yeah. Yeah, and I finished season one. I'm on season two, so. Well, you can fucking sit on it. I'm not gonna watch that. <gasps> Scandalous. Oh, that's what I think. You took a dump. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really take a dump. That was just me making a sound that sound like I make a dump, but I digress on that. Dubs, um, walk us through these the, the Twilight Zone. We're we're on a dark road. We're driving. We see a door. We swerve. And you're Snap. in you're in the Twilight Zone. That was a good segue, by the way. Um, I guess we'll dive into a world of difference. The depth of man's fears and the summit mm-hmm. of his knowledge. That episode, I want to put it off right, right off the bat. Was that episode pretty much saying because his life is going to shit, he just wanted to disappear in his character that he's uh, playing in whatever movie or show he was filming? Yeah, I, I think A World of Dist- Difference is one of the least sci-fi episodes of the show in that it could literally just be about a guy's mental break. Yeah. Because it really does seem like the guy 
maybe he really is that actor. Uh, his his marriage went to shit. His career's going to shit. Uh, he just he's cracking up. He, he loses his mind. The beginning is like the 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 first flash of that, and then the end of the episode is just he's he's lost it. He's completely gone. He's bon- he's 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 crazy now. He's gone from this plane. Yeah, mm-hmm. on a plane. Yeah, on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe he is. I don't know. Like. Like maybe he just has a psychotic break and he thinks he's on a plane or something. Like obviously there's a little bit of the like the sci-fi horror kind of thing that Twilight Zone is known for in that oh he boarded a plane to the Twilight Zone or whatever. But it could also just like you could transplant this from the Twilight Zone into another anthology series or even as a standalone story, and it could just be about a guy having a mental breakdown. Mm. And boy, oh boy, was his fucking wife a cunt. Oh my god, I hated her. Yeah, man, she is rough <laughs> in, this, in this show. She did a good job. Of yeah, it's just, that, that actress better have gotten a lot of, a lot of uh, kudos on that performance. But there was, there, was, there was times where I was like, oh, maybe she's finally saying that he's lost his mind. But then she's like, you're going to give me all the money that you have because... Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bleed, bleed you dry. You dry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was like, God damn! Like he's losing his mind. You're still like after his money. Like we didn't see what happened before. I don't know. Maybe it's like justified because apparently he's like a, a famous lush. He's he's always drinking himself to oblivion, mm-hmm. and so much so that it has ruined his life. And we don't see that. Maybe he is a complete asshole. I, I don't know. He still Maybe. has a really nice house and everything, and he looks hey, he's like a movie star though financially okay but not for long he's gonna get blood dry i guess well now he's not getting blood dry at all because he's gone <laughs> yeah i mean he's not there anymore he he went to the far off exotic city of san francisco <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the, the part where he like he thought the kid was his, like his actual kid and then like the kid was like mommy mommy that man touched me and I'm like, oh god, run away! <laughs> but like, there's obvious overdub there at the at, like yeah at the end of that scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was um, that scene where I thought the wife was coming around, like, oh, something's terribly off. But then she like turns the switch on and then is like back to cunt mode, and <laughs> and I was like, fuck, god damn it, I hate her. And then, like, the, I guess the guy that was at his house, that was his agent, I'm guessing. Am I guessing that right? I think it was his agent or, like, maybe even his fucking, I don't know, lawyer. That's his agent. Okay. The guy's talking about, we're going to have to drop you if this project doesn't mm-hmm. work out or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. And the main character, man, like, him playing oblivious and not he's like i'm i'm curtis and like i'm arthur curtis i'm telling you <laughs> arthur curtis i i work for this company and uh i know i actually believed him i i was like because when i watched this i was like oh okay maybe there's gonna be a twist be like they're all in on it and like fucking aliens are filming him and <laughs> doing them doing like doing like you're gonna a- eat him yeah just because it's Twilight Zone, you kind of wait for that twist where it's like, oh, these Earthlings are, are responding strangely to our tests or something like that. Like uh, <laughs> like at the end of that one where the whole block loses power. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the, there's like two people up on a cliff and they're like, oh, these Earthlings, something, something. But no, this, this episode does not do that at all. Mm-hmm. 
And I guess the twist kind of... I didn't look at the other script. Remember the script that he had on his countertop where he was playing art? I think it said The Life of Arthur Curtis. The the Private World. The Private World. Curtis. Yeah, that's right. That was for both scripts, the one in his house and then the one on the set? Uh, it didn't show you what the the whole uh, title of the script at his house was. It just said shooting script. Shooting script, yeah. Because yeah, I was thinking, I was like, maybe the, the title of The Private World is where he put his mental mind into like that's where i'm that's where my mind is i i want to live this fantasy world with the perfect wife the perfect family and we're going on a vacation out of nowhere because that's you know speaking of which what the hell was that movie going to be about because so everything we know about it leads me to believe it was going to be boring as hell Mm -hmm. it was either that it was either going to be that or the only thing i can think of it was going to be like a hitchcockian um kind of like north by northwest or the man who knew too much Maybe. I, I don't know why I like to speculate about that, but it was like, what the hell was that movie going to be about? Be about It seemed boring as hell. Maybe he kills his wife know. on vacation. Oh. That doesn't seem like a fantasy world you'd want to escape it to. Uh, oh, but he hates his wife in real life. Maybe it is, actually. Maybe <laughs> I could just kill this woman and just be done with her. Yeah. I, I, go ahead, Zach. I was going to say, when I was watching this one, this is one of the ones I watched a long time ago, and I, I remembered what happened, but I still I still enjoyed it. Um, when I was watching it, though, I had kind of an idea. I was like, you know what would be a better twist, I think, would have been if this whole thing where he was like, I'm Arthur Curtis, was, was actually, like, it's a character in a, a movie who thinks he's, or, or a TV show or something, that is convinced he's not in it. Oh, like but, another layer of fuck you? But then this would be the extra layers. Like, well, actually, that's the script for this show. <laughs> it was like three layers of what the fuck. I think that would have been better if it was like, all right, cut. Good job. Good good job, Bill. You did it. <laughs> what, what if Arthur Curtis was on a show where uh, Hitler came on set? And <laughs> the it was, infamous Hitler episode. And it was played by William Dafoe where he just said, Nazis, Spider-Man. No, no. Now you're reaching. No, two out, two you, out you ten. went too far. You went too far for that joke. That's not good job, Jordan Peele. You went too far. <laughs> I hate my life. <laughs> uh, I really, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, this was another episode where I was like, I didn't see it coming, or I, or I've seen this episode once, but when I rewatched it again, I was like, oh, this is gonna happen. I'm like, oh, it wasn't about aliens. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot how it ended, and I was actually kind of glad for that. Um, like honestly, as far as like ranking it in the pantheon of Twilight Zone episodes goes, I'd put it like middle, middle, high. But that was that worked in its favor because all my favorite ones, I remember the twists. This one, I was like, I cannot remember how this ends. So I was like interested in watching it. Like it was entertaining. Like the two episodes I chose before and the ones we choose every year are usually like, oh, I know the twist. Oh, the glasses get broken. Oh, it turns out it was aliens. Oh, they're going to cook and eat them. You know, stuff like that. But this one I didn't remember. So it was more fun. I always laugh in like the 50s and 60s where like a crazy person is like losing their mind. And like all the women and like some people too, just like they vacate the area instead of helping the person. (laughs) Scary. (laughs) Mental illness is scary. <laughs> yeah. This this episode inspired Joker. 
<laughs> Don't you know they made a whole series of video games based off mental illness? It's called Silent Ill. It's called Madden Football. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that no, that's a series of games about creating mental illness. <laughs> there it is. How's that for your fucking sports commentary, you son of a bitch? <laughs> which we will have some sports things to talk about <laughs> in this episode. I still, which is unprecedented for us. We've done 90 episodes. This is going to be the first time we've talked seriously about sports. Hey, we've got a whole other podcast about sports. No, you okay. know what? We talked about We talked about the series one year, I think. <laughs> the we world. talk about wrestling every year in King's sport. <laughs> sport Kings. Sports entertainment, yeah. No, sport. Okay. What okay. else do you guys have to say about a world of difference? I I, oh. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a uh, a decent episode. Um, that's all I got to say about. It. <laughs> like I said, middle middle high. Yeah, it's a good it's a good mid card Twilight episode. Mid card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wrestling terminology bleeds in sometimes. I'm sorry. Mm. Look, basically, world world of difference was good. But the other one you chose outshines it far and away, I yeah, think. That one was, like, great. And the, the other thing about it was I'd never seen that one, actually. Really? Yeah, I never saw that one. I could not recall it either, some some strange way. Like, maybe when I watched all of these originally, it was cut out of the lineup on Amazon Prime. Because when I watched Twilight Zone originally, I was in college. It was a long time ago. Maybe I missed this one somehow, but I don't know how. I will say this episode reminded me of uh, It's a Wonderful Life a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, definitely. 110% definitely. Because A, it was in Christmas time. And, yeah. and B, they kind of do the whole, well, if you weren't around, this would never happen kind of thing. No, it's the same thing. It's, um, it's a guy contemplates ending his life and something, something from beyond this life comes and tell and convinces him to do otherwise it's it's the same same premise mm-hmm. so it's about a teacher who's like what did he teach like for fucking 50 years or something like that yeah like they said poetry. 50 years he, he taught poetry mm-hmm. and the board of education in there was like hey we need to get new blood in here get this fucking old fucker out of here but they they didn't say it like that they weren't like like forced him out the door like that yeah yeah, which I was about to say where the the principal was like, hey, good things were said about you. It's more of changing the guard instead of saying, hey, get the fuck out of here kind of thing. Yeah, they want they want a, they want to hire a new teacher, um, all kinds of like there's 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 like a subtext to what he's saying, but it's not important. The thing is, he's losing his job, but he makes it clear before he finds that out. He does not want to lose his job. He wants to keep on teaching till he's 100 Something, mm. something. But for some reason, as soon as he realizes he's losing his job, he starts taking measure of his life. That's him sitting at home listening to the radio. He starts thinking about what have I contributed. And he can't come up with anything because all he's done is teach a meaningless mm. – He, you know, he's viewing it as a meaningless subject to all these kids. Um, I wish I could, like, recall what he says, but his dialogue is all written just like a poetry teacher would say it like it's all yeah. like eloquent like well put together and interesting unlike the way i speak so but he he says in a nutshell it's like uh, I, I taught all these kids a bunch of meaningless stuff that left their minds just as soon as they had left the room stuff like that and I, uh it's it like that scene alone is already sad like i was already sad at that time 
but <laughs> this is after he'd looked at the gun, I guess. So the episode is already kind of broadcasted like where he's going. Yeah. So I this this is the beginning area where you know the principal was talking to the the teacher and he's like, "Hey, did you read that letter?" He's like, "Yeah, I didn't really renew my contract yet. I'll get to it." And he's like, "No, nah, you know, we're we're getting a new teacher." But when when he's about to leave the office, he like throws a joke at the principal about like, oh, I, I know one thing, I should be checking my mail more often, and then and then the principal doesn't fucking laugh, and I I audibly said out loud, "What a dick!" <laughs> yeah, he was just. But it's because he feels like he feels real shitty. Like I don't I don't know. Honestly, I it's that's a hard situation to read. Like, should he laugh at the guy? I mean, it would be like laughing at his joke, but how would it be taken? Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's he's hurt. I I guess I I, I think, and I, I I don't I don't think this would change his mind where he would be like, oh, he laughed at my joke. I'm not going to end my life now, kind of thing. I I think it would have made oh he has a sense of humor because I think in his mind he's like oh you know they're firing me they don't want me anymore and I. Him throwing that joke there and then it just not landing. I guess it could have mounted to being like, oh, he really doesn't care about me kind of thing. I don't know. So what you're saying is he tried to tell a joke and it didn't land, so he decided to kill himself? Are you saying this episode inspired (laughs) Joker? Is that what you're saying? This is part. We live in a society (laughs) and you get what you fucking deserve. No, I'm not saying that. I'm I'm definitely saying it might have, like, stacked on a little bit we're like this motherfucker but i don't know maybe i'm maybe i read that scene a little too harshly but um i thought it was a nice touch uh of seeing you know the <laughs> even though it creeped me the fuck out where he's like sitting in his classroom and then all of a sudden the, the dead kid ghost just fucking turned their heads and they're just staring at him yeah, that's creepy. They all like look up and then at him in like a really unnatural way. At the same way. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get it. It's like they're being summoned from the other side, but ooh, it's still creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the, uh, was that his wife or was that his maid? I, I didn't really get the. It's his housekeeper. He mentions her when he's in the, the principal's office. I feel like if he had a family, he would be less likely to kill himself, right? I think that's <laughs> that's part of it. He's like by himself. He, he doesn't have anyone. Mm-hmm. And she's like cleaning his desk and finds the bullet, but not the gun. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but uh, but uh, moving along, um, I thought it was a nice touch where the the bell rang. He's like, that's weird. It's like nine o'clock at night. Why is the bell ringing? And then he just walks into the classroom. And then he had that creepy scene. And then everybody going, "Hey, you see my medal?" <laughs> it, it was it was it was very nice because it's like you've taught me courage and all that. No, it's great because they're like they're, they're all they're all uh, men who gave themselves like selflessly. Uh, one of them got the Medal of Honor at Iwo Jima. One of them uh, died from radiation because he was trying to work at what was it? Solving radiation sickness or something like that. Mm, cancer. Uh, cancer. One of them. One of them died on the Arizona at Pearl Harbor, and then the other ones they just like gloss over. Like, oh, you and they're dead too. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for one kid to be like, "Yeah, I got shot, like by it, it just not in a war." He's like, "You taught me bravery." I, I got hit by a car. 
Yeah. And then... But I remember that poem you told us about cars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that scene was beautiful and then like i think what really really like got my heart a little bit is where he's staring outside the uh window where the kids were singing the songs and stuff for christmas songs and he's like everybody have a nice christmas i thought that was a nice touch um i kind of miss seeing movies about that uh, you know carols singing you know, in front of people's houses, even though that's kind of weird in this modern era. You're like, why the fuck are you singing in front of my house? I mean, who needs to do that anymore? You can just bring it up on your phone. Yeah. You know, you know fuck people. Yeah, and TikTok. Have you, seen, <laughs> have you seen my TikTok video? You mean your Vines? That's, Vine's dead. Vine's dead. It's t- TikTok is Vines. What the fuck? <laughs> Musical Vines. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the same gimmick. They fuck gimmick infringement. Uh, do you guys have any final sayings about this episode? Um, it uh, for just a second, it kind of made me care about poetry in a weird way. <laughs> I've always really liked the one guy quotes it. I've always really liked um, uh, any man's death diminishes me, uh, for I am involved in mankind or whatever it is. I can't remember the exact quote, but the, then the rest of it is. Uh, uh, to know for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for he, for thee. I, I always really like that. Yeah, Zach. What about you? Any final final sayings about this episode? Um, like I was saying before, I'd never seen this one before, so it totally took me by surprise when I watched it, and uh, it was cool uh, for that alone. And um, I don't know. Is is really good? Is is kind of like. It hits you kind of heavy a little bit. I like that about it. Mm-hmm. Not a lot to twist, but just enough to be like, it was good. It was good. There was no, yeah, there was no twist actually. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll go into a little ranking. So I'll say mine while Andy is readjusting his. Uh... Well, I never ranked any of these. Sorry. <laughs> so, Here we go. So while these two are doing theirs. Uh, I have five characters uh, trying to find an exit at number one. I have the change into the guard at number two. I have a world of difference at number three. And I have to serve a man at number four. So, Andy, what about you? Uh, I put changing of the guard at number one. I liked it a lot. And uh, that's aided a lot by I saw it, I think, for the first time. But also, I like the episodes that have a little more emotional punch. The other Christmas episode, Night of the Meek, does that too. I like to watch Night of the Meek every Christmas if I can. Yeah, that's a good one too. But uh, uh, it's that one, and then five characters, and then to serve man, and then a world of difference. Like I said, middle, middle high. That episode, it, the episode's good. It's, it's like my favorite show ever, but you know, some of them are just okay. Some of them are good. All right, Zach, what about you? I got Changing of the Guard at one, uh, five characters at two. World difference at three and to serve man at four. Oh man, neither of you like to serve man. I mean, I like it. it's fine. It's just it's lower card, brother. I guess. So. I mean, it's pretty hammy. No pun intended. It's like Dolph Ziggler. That's what I like about it. Um, Zach, what are your two episodes that we're going to be watching next week? Um, mine are uh the sixteen millimeter shrine. It's season one, episode three or four. It's four. 
Yeah, it's four. And then uh, it was The Howling Man, which was season two, and I forget which episode. Episode five. Sounds, sounds more like an X-Files episode than a Twilight Zone episode. You'll see. <laughs> I think I've seen it. We'll see. Anyway. Guys, remember to watch those two episodes and come back here, and we'll talk about it. And that will pretty much end our Twilight Zone uh, rankings for this year. For 2020. All right, everybody. It's news that matter to us, and <laughs> it's our first ever in a long time sports news. Yeah, now, I- I'm curious. What crossed your mind to bring this to Big Trouble Little Podcast? Why are we talking about this? <laughs> now, I-, I-, I will grant you that this is big news, and I've been reading about it all day, but it seems weird to pair this with what we usually talk about and to get viewers interested in it. But I hope they are. I hope they are, because it is interesting. Because baseball has a thing about uh, cheating. Yeah, it fucks the whole game and makes people put an asterisk next to entire seasons for the rest of time. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. So, <laughs> fuck the Zach, game. you have no idea what we're talking about, I assume, right? No, no, I'm totally... I don't know anything about this. Okay, yeah, Dubs, run it down, because I'm going to assume most viewers are probably with Zach. Mm. Fuck the Houston Astros. So, <laughs> if you notice, the Houston Astros have been a really, really good uh, baseball team the past two years. And, and you probably wonder why, because they've been shitty for a really long time in their career. Besides, well, the, this, this, this is where we're already getting off, and like what I'm talking about is it's not fair because they do have several great players. Mm. So, anyway, keep going. So how they cheated, you were asking, it's not even about 2018. It's not about, about 2019. It's about 2017 when, where they won the fucking World Series. And I, I, became... I remember I remember that series very distinctly because when they won game four, I was at a bar in Texas, and that place fucking blew up. <laughs> and I was right there with texas where i was like holy shit the astros are gonna win a world series fucking amazing and i started it was exciting yeah so how they cheated was at home in their home field they put a camera in the center field to look at the catcher when they're doing their signals to the pitcher so when they they found out the signals of like when a curveball is coming or a slider uh they would get a live feed in their dugout and they would say, oh my god, a slider's coming. So ha- they would signal to their batter what type of pitch was coming. So if they hit a trash can, which you do hear on YouTube videos that are mm-hmm. on YouTube, every time a slider came, you heard bang, bang. And then they would either swing or not swing, depending where the ball is. But you would hear nothing for a fastball. So if you heard no banging, that means a fastball was coming probably down the middle, and then it- they would probably swing it to the fences because they knew a fastball was coming. So I will say this about this. Sign stealing is legal, but when you add that electronics to it, it puts an right. edge, it, it puts an edge in the game. That's the important distinction because I think a lot of people here, um, uh, the, the Red Sox fired their coach who they got from the Astros mm-hmm. over sign stealing and 2017 and people think sign stealing what you mean like they saw the third base coach like hit dirt off his cleats and that means bunt or something like that no it's 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 um like if you notice something like that as a batter 
that's your competitive edge. Like you can do that. You can notice a sign and use that to your advantage. That's fine. But it's the fact it's the like huge ends they went to to um, incorporate this into their their everyday game at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are some rumors that they're still working on the investigation. I mean, the investigation is over now. Like, the MLB has answered. Now now there are firings and fines happening. Yeah, but since people caught on the uh, banging, because there is a picture, I believe, with the White Sox where he started hearing banging, and he's like, we need to change our signs because they know what the fuck is going on. Hmm. So they, I heard that. Yeah, they started doing whistling in one of the series. I believe it was a 2018 with the Yankees or something like that. Um, here's hmm. my here's my thing. I think the MLB uh, didn't punish enough. Now you're probably wondering what were the punishments. Well, uh, they fired the coach, or suspended the coach, and then suspended the general manager hmm. uh, for the Houston Astros. And then uh, at the moment, Alex Cora, who was a bench coach for 2017 Astros, is also getting investigated for the Red Sox because they might have also cheated with sign sealing with electronics. So that's even that could be even more of a a, a ban for him. He might get. Last I heard, he had, and this was unexpected, I guess, but he had been sacked by the 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 Red Sox organization. Well. The, they didn't. He didn't get suspended from baseball yet. He got fired from the Red Sox. He didn't get right. suspended. Uh, a lot of people may think that he's going to get a lifetime ban because uh, AJ Hinch, who is the coach for the Astros, here's his thing. He he knew about the cheating and he disavowed the cheating, but he never stopped the cheating. Right. Yeah, that's kind of a weird. I was reading about that earlier. That's that's weird. It's stupid. And he got a year banned from uh, baseball, meaning a suspension. Yeah. So if Alex Cora knew about the cheating, did the cheating, and also cheated on another team, I guarantee you he's going to get a bigger punishment than AJ Hinch. No, I'm I'm on your side. I don't think they punished enough because one of the big things they did is they fined the Astros organization. What was it like five million dollars or something like that? Yeah. It, it's the maximum allowable amount by the rules of baseball. But the amount of money they're going to save from having those two, uh, the, their general manager and uh, the coach being suspended, the amount of money they're going to save more than offsets that $5 million by like plenty. Yeah. So it, it's almost like they didn't get fined at all in a way. It's, it's chump change to fucking owners. To, to, to baseball, yeah. Yeah. And here's what really bothers me with the commissioner because every, every radio station I've been watching – or reading uh, in articles and stuff, they're like, "Oh, they they did the you know they did a harsh uh, punishment." I'm like, "What do you mean? They just they we knew the firing was was going to happen, bullshit, and, and barely any money is being taken away from the owner." And uh, people are like, "Oh, but they're losing draft picks in the first and second round. Who cares? They got their fucking championship right away." Yeah, no, the, the people complain about the draft picks. It doesn't matter. They were doing so well. They were like at the end of the queue anyway. So who cares? Mm-hmm. And um, to kind of end it a little bit here soon, because I know people were like, "Sports ball, fuck sports." Ball. I, I know. I, 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 like I said, I was super surprised you wanted to bring this to the show, but I'm excited to, to discuss it. And I, I know we'll have some viewers who are down on it too. I still say that the crossover between big nerds and baseball fans is bigger than most people realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mm. my thing is, 
what I really hate about the MLB commissioner is that he didn't touch the players, and the players have blood on their hands. They knew what the fuck they were doing, and they just got away with it because the MLB commissioner didn't want to bother with the whole union thing and didn't want to make a big fuss about it. Fuck that. They knew what they were doing. They knew they were fucking cheating, and yeah. nothing is going to happen. The way I, what, what would you want him to do? Suspend the entire ball team? No, hit him where it hurts. The, vacate the title. 2017 never fucking happened. The, the Dodgers never get the championship, and the fucking Astros never get the championship. It's null and void. That means the fucking little rings that they have on their fingers is means nothing. Mm. It means that they cheated to get that ring. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's where I started with this, and this pisses me off so much, and... I, I know it doesn't really matter that much, especially like in my in my everyday life, this doesn't matter. But neither does the nuances of Kojima directing Death Stranding or whatever. So it, it's kind of the same thing. Um, but every time someone wants to talk about um, Barry Bonds or the home run stuff or, or Mark McGuire or anything from the mid-90s or something like that, someone's going to say, oh, but well, maybe it might not have been legit. It could have been, oh, they probably were juicing. They probably, oh, they're going to put an asterisk in the rule book. I don't know if any of those rules should count. And that's such an annoying conversation to have, but it's totally legit. And now we have to have that same fucking conversation Every time someone brings up 2017, 2018, they're going to be talking about sign stealing. Oh, well, you know, the Astros, this, that, and the other, and maybe the Red Sox, I don't know, something. And it's, it's so frustrating to have that just in the middle of baseball, especially when it's affecting a bunch of other uh, people that it really shouldn't have. One of, the, one of the things I read that was pretty interesting about it was um, uh, MVP in 2017 was, of course, an Astros player. But that means the second runner-up wasn't, and like it affected his career because it would have been a huge boost to his popularity and his payment if he could have made um, MVP in his first year playing. But he didn't, and it's not like you could go back and fix that. That's just ruined forever. And when people, and this is the final thing I'll say before we move on to some Resident Evil Three news here. Yeah. Um, the whole steroids versus this cheating through electronics thing. Uh, yeah, somebody can get juiced up. That's kind of an edge for the person, but they still have to hit the ball. Uh, sure. I mean, there's still skill involved. I I, I kind of place um, uh, uh, steroid usage at being worse than this, but whatever. Potato, potato. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. Fuck the Astros and fuck... Uh, yeah. Fuck Carlos Beltran because he uh, he was the only player that was announced <laughs> uh, because now he's a manager for my New York Mets, which I think I sent a tweet to my uh, New York Mets general manager and I said, way to go for hiring a cheater, you dumbass. So, <laughs> I'm sure they're getting a lot of that noise. Mm. So uh, Can you imagine what it's going to be like, like sitting in the outfield or something when Astros are at wherever? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the kind of jeers and shouts they're going to be getting for like a, a couple years? Wait, wait until they go to Dodger Stadium. Wait until they go to Yankee Stadium. Oh my God! Yeah, when they go to Dodger Stadium, mm -hmm. <laughs> just keep an eye on that. But on to some back to nerdy news here. Yeah, sorry, I apologize to everyone. So, it was kind of interesting. Okay, so, good. I'm glad. So Zach, you uh, you put that news there. You explain it. 
Oh, well, uh, we'll start with the, maybe a more negative first. Oh, uh, okay. There was, uh, yesterday this news story started going around about how the, the new Xbox isn't going to have any exclusive games for it until 2022. I was genuinely flabbergasted by this. Yeah, I was too. So, uh, it, I, oh, go ahead. I read the article. Is is that official? Is that from that guy named Booty, by the way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Booty, the one of the Microsoft execs for Xbox. Yeah, old Booty boy. Um, Mike Booty, that's his name. But uh, yeah, I, I I made sure because it was from a website I'd never really heard of before. Mm-hmm. And uh. I don't remember how I found it. I think I was just kind of browsing Google for news and I, I just kind of saw it. But, um, like, I kind of ran this by other people. I mean, you guys too. And then uh, one of my other friends said, well, they're probably counting on, like, Xbox Live and stuff to keep them afloat until then. They've been doing that for, like, eight years, though. Yeah. They've been doing that since the 360, arguably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Definitely. I, like the, the end of the 360s lifestyle is when they started getting or lifestyle life cycle is when they started getting lazy about exclusives. My yeah. my thing is I I want to say Booty is doing a swerve on us where um, E3 uh, Phil Spencer is going to come out with his beer belly <laughs> and okay. and then he's going to be like, hey guys, remember when Booty said this shit of psych. Well, booty is booty. Check this out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I still have some faith and kind of sidetrack a little bit from, well, it's still on the same topic, but Sony is also hinting that they're not being at E3 again this year. Good. And Xbox, they, is, Xbox is going, hey guys, we're still going to be at E3 again. So here's another thing. Come party, get a bunch of free stuff with us. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> So, is that what Mike Booty sounds like? Yeah, this is Mike Booty speaking right now. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what he sounds like. <laughs> Me either. So here's my thing. Okay, Xbox. Sony's not going to be there again. This is your time to fucking shine. Don't give us a fucking subpar E3. Dubs, we're going to have the same argument every year. E3 doesn't matter. E3 doesn't matter. Who cares? It's still real to me, damn it. Nintendo <laughs> N- Nintendo started making the cracks for them. And then now Sony's kind of copying Nintendo's outlook yes, on Yes, state of play, directs. Okay. That's what we need. Because they're, they're doing a state of play in February now. They're saying this will be the big one, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, speaking of directs, in two days, the final DLC for Smash Brothers will be announced. Sweet. Oh. It'll be 9 a.m. our time. It's, it's going to be a 35-minute video gonna be big boss big boss no i'm kidding um so a new trailer came out for resident Evil 3 huh uh-huh it dropped today and that that falls in line with the the rumors i've been paying attention to i i usually don't do this kind of stuff for games but if it's something like i really care about i can't help it but they showed off nemesis <gasps> oh my god nemesis has a fucking flamethrower Apparently he has multiple weapons this time. It's not just a rocket launcher. That wasn't terrifying enough the first time. <laughs> that once that's not nearly scary enough. No. Now, now they now he has a fucking flamethrower and a fucking laser sighted fucking rocket launcher now. So he's extra accurate, I guess. So he's got the predator thing. I hope. Now he. Has, I, I heard rumor that he might have a Gatling gun. 
that's too much. He's got too much. Well, when I saw him have that backpack thing, I was like, wait, does he have the Vulcan Raven Gatling gun? No, that's just the fucking fuel for his flamethrower. <laughs> Well, so it might get... be like a, a big fuck me light to boss fight him with is to hit Probably. his fuel tank. <laughs> they had to give him a bunch of extra weapons because he's going to be the fifth DLC character for Smash Brothers. Oh man, if Nemesis was, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably come all over it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this new trailer was cool. It showed off a little bit more like uh, Carlos, some of the U- UBCS uh, guys. I, um, I didn't think that would be Carlos's voice, by the way. I thought it would be a little higher or something like Yo Tango no. Gato or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Guillermo de Taco is my favorite director. Yeah. Yeah. It was more <laughs> like it was more like, oh my god, is that Chris? <laughs> no, like they he looks more badass now, so they can't give him a voice like what you're saying. Mm. Um William but, William Defoe. I'm, I'm not doing it again, but you Don't know. do it again. You're gonna kill the gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh like, uh, it showed some of that. It showed like more uh, Nemesis. Like it was really more of a Nemesis centric trailer, mm-hmm. showing how he's big and scary, and he's gonna fucking get you or roast you or shoot you with rockets. I I kind of wish they didn't show it a, a little bit. I I, I would have saved it for probably the launch trailer. That's okay. Uh, I don't really mind. It doesn't show much. It just uh, there was also some. Uh, it showed the hunters. The hunters are confirmed to be back. Mm-hmm. They look fucking crazy. They made liquors like ridiculously scary in, in the remake for Resident Evil Two. Mm-hmm. Before, I always thought they were kind of easy to deal with. I felt like they were like minor hunters, really. Yeah, they, they weren't nearly as dangerous. But like in remake, they made them like super fucking dangerous. Um, so be curious to see how hunters are coming up. And I also Capcom released a Capcom Unity post. Uh, with a little bit of extra information. Wait, hold on a second. Adam says it should have saved it for E3. The game's coming out in April, so they can't uh, save the trailer for E3. Should have, should have saved it for E3? Yeah, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, like, uh, they they released a little bit of extra information uh, confirming that there will be multiple segments in the game where you play as Carlos, not just that one time anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Oh, Play it, Carlos! Oh, he was doing a dad joke again because get it, E three Resident. Oh God! Oh my God! They should have scheduled for R E three. There was also a scene at the end where Jill tried to run him over with a car and, like, I guess, fell off of the highway. <laughs> and she was like almost dead from that. She's like, uh, uh, and he just kind of like brushes it off, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I uh. Every time I look at Jill's face now, I, I keep on hating it more and more. Oh, you're going to be one of those idiots. It's just like, Ugh, they fucked their face up. They look fucking, they, it's too realistic now. No. They don't look like the 3D CG model from 1998. No, I'm more of, I'm, I want to put a bag over her head when I fuck her kind of thing. You think she's ugly? I, I think her face is ugly. What the fuck do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, settle down, guys. You, you know what? I'm going to go fuck Ryan Gosling now. Yeah, you would. No, you're not. He's with me. <laughs> oh, man. Um, any other gaming news? About, I mean, I think the <clears throat> Resident Evil 3 caught me up with surprise today. 
Yeah, I, I all I heard was uh, somebody translated a Japanese stream from Capcom last month, and they 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 allegedly translated. There's gonna drop another trailer January. They didn't say when. There's gonna be a Famitsu article that's gonna come out. Somebody's probably gonna try to translate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that ended up being true so far. Sweet. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna do a demo like they did for Resident Evil Two. Like they put that demo out like. A little bit before it came out. Hmm. Would you play it? What a demo? Well, yeah, you'd play it. I know you would. Yeah, I played. <laughs> You're right already away. getting the game. Why, why would you play the demo? So, gotta gotta have a taste, just a little taste. That's how it starts. The and first it, one's free. Gotta, <laughs> the first gotta... one's free, brother. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything we we want to talk about before we start end this show? Uh. I couldn't really find any more gaming news. Movie news, I'm kind of like, I'm out of the loop on really right now. So, What is that Jared Leto movie that's coming out? Oh, he's going to be Morbius. Uh, oh, yeah, what's up with that? I, I like keep seeing it in my Facebook feed. I keep going, hey, fucking cares. Yeah, I'm kind of like, who the fuck knows? Like, I hate to say that because they, they kind of successfully took characters before that people would be like, who the fuck's that? Well, Michael Keaton's in it, right? Is that right? I heard something about Michael Keaton being in that it. That'll make me care. Piques my interest. He's gonna play Birdman in Morbius. Uh, it might be Vulture. I heard rumor that that's, this that's was supposedly supposed to be what it is. He's connected to the Spider-Man movies, right? Yeah. yeah. Sony Sony's doing this thing where it's like, hey, you know Tom Holland Spider-Man? Well, guess, yeah. well, guess what? He's here, but he he's a murderer. Because there was like a poster that said he's a murderer in the trailer. Oh. Apparently, the poster is from Spider-Man, the PlayStation 4 game. <laughs> which funny. is confusing the fuck out of people. That is really confusing, actually. <laughs> uh, it's the Spider-Verse. They're all connected. Yeah. yeah, Into the Spider-Verse, man. I think Sony's trying to play the long game a little bit, where it's like, no, he's our property, so eventually we're going to get it. But I think Disney's going to be like, you know what? Fuck you. We're just going to pay you trillions of dollars to take him anyway. I just, if I was Sony, I'd just keep doing that. Oh, you want to keep using Spider-Man? Well, keep paying me money. Mm. Where's where's that cash? Fuck it. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure it'll be just as good as the Venom movie was. And then they'll buy back X-Men. Why are they doing this dumb, stupid, like, dark-ass shit? (laughs) Dumb, stupid, dark-ass shit? Venom and now... Uh, Morbius, the vampire. He, he's a he's just a regular vampire, right? Because I always, I never read any comics with him, but I watched the show, and in that they couldn't make him vampire, so he did like a hand thing. Uh, I think Morbius was made to a vampire through like some kind of weird fucking blood experiment. Right. Okay. It wasn't like he got bit or anything. Um, the what's wrong? You don't want to? You you tell me you never wanted to see a Venom movie. No, I always wanted to see a Venom movie, but oh, okay. <laughs> we, didn't get, we didn't get the Venom movie I wanted. They even like cast. Just, oh man, I'm, I'm so angry about the Venom movie. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I thought it was just okay. I thought it was okay when I. That's the it. problem. It should have been great. It should have been great. But uh, I, I thought it was okay, and I, the only thing that weirded me out was Tom Hardy with a Brooklyn accent. I kept thinking, like, Love I it. don't know if I would have picked him. Well, I'm Eddie, I'm Eddie Brock of Brooklyn, you know. I'm a Venom, Spider-Man, dumb. Tom Hardy. 
We Nailed hate it. Parker. And then there's Venom like licking people. Venom, Jasmine, Devil. That was my tongue. He wouldn't say I am Venom. He'd say we are Venom. Yeah, mm. idiot. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Whatever. All right, I think we'll end it here. Uh, if you want to catch more, <laughs> Adam says they should have casted you dubs. I would have been a great Venom. <laughs> you should yeah. do a fan edit where you just overdub Venom. <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> I hate Spider Man. I'm gonna lick you down. Anyway. If you want to catch more of Big Trouble Little Podcast or Big Trouble Little Podcast Plus, I was slurred that right there. Uh, go to network.podbean.com or if you want to go to our website, nerdreview.com. Until next time, everybody, have a good night. Thanks for listening. Peace. Yeah, go home.